0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. I love that. <laughs> uh, do you want a video like this, or do you want to just audio? Uh,
1: I kind of like the video, if you don't mind. It's, yeah. it's, 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 very it's nice to see you. Yeah, so do you do videos when you're doing these kind of things no, or usually not? usually it's just audio,
0: but I like it like this. Um, all right. You remember the, uh, oh, that's nice. Do you remember the uh, theme song, the You're Getting Bucket Buckets?
1: Uh, I guess I do now. You're, am I just saying that with you?
0: No, I'll play it. Can you hear but...
1: that, by the way?
0: So when I play it, you won't be able to hear it. So you just have to sort of imagine it. It goes like this. You, It goes, You're getting bucket buckets. And that's it. And I'm doing
1: that you're getting
0: buckets buckets with you? No, I'll play it. I'll add it in post. I just want you to know that it's going to be playing there. Like right before... I'm going to basically introduce you, play the theme song, yeah, yeah. and then you're going to start talking. After you say the bucket buckets. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now you're confusing me. That's what I thought it was to begin with.
0: Okay, great. All right. You want to get started?
1: Yeah. Wait. Are you like looking at shit on your laptop when yeah, you're doing this? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I have I have like uh, notes and things that I want to ask you, so you don't so have do to. I, so you don't have eight,
1: to. Well, I I just, like, don't want to come across as an idiot. And no, you you're computer. not.
0: You won't. You won't. You
1: won't. I'm not going to be like looking lo- up stats. Well, it sounds like you do on on other episodes. So I just wanted that to be clear because I, I don't want you to,
0: I, I don't want to, you that. know. Because that means yeah. I'm smart.
1: Well, it means that you, you know, you have a computer at
0: your disposal. Well, we'll see. All right, ready? My guest today is a longtime Knicks fan and a new time friend. Put your hands together for David <laughs> Rosenberg. You getting bucket
1: buckets. How do you folks? How we all doing out there?
0: Nice. Dave, you're the first person that I've video called to record you. Usually it's just an audio, but now I can see that you're shirtless in a purpley lit room with a hat.
1: Yeah, that's what's up. Rise up.
0: <laughs> so your hat. That's that's my
1: rise up hat.
0: And how does it look like you it looks like you're on a virgin American airline flight? Like why is why is it purpley blue outside? <laughs>
1: That would be the Roku
0: uh, screensaver. Oh, I see. So that's the purple. Let's keep it loose, you know? (laughs) I like that. You're in bed, and you're just ready to chat hoops with me.
1: Yeah, I'm in my Lisa bed. Uh, I'm ready to watch some Roku. No Uh, ads.
0: No ads. Please, let's keep this sponsor (laughs) free.
1: (laughs) I'm actually thinking we should video record it, throw it up behind the Patreon wall. (laughs) I like that. That's called Double Triple Revenue Streams, Uh, and that's what this podcast is all about. It's not. It's
0: actually about the NBA.
1: Well, I thought it was a business <laughs> podcast
0: about the MBA.
1: I no. thought we were talking numbers and salary caps. You
0: thought this was an MBA podcast. It's actually an <laughs> NBA podcast. Uh, yeah, I it
1: was like one of those Phoenix classes. I, uh,
0: <laughs> online <laughs> only. Uh, I usually start the show with a warm-up, something to get us in the mode of talking about hoops. Uh, we're recording this Tuesday at 4.30, just when basketball's getting started on the East Coast, so just to get our juices flowing. Uh, this is a question sort of based on what you asked me once, but this is what I'm looking for, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Of the current active players in the NBA, only about 10 of them are in the top 25 of the most three-pointers made in NBA history. The most three-pointers made. The top three are retired. It's Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, Jason Terry. I need 10 active players who are in the top 25. Who you got? Steph Curry. Steph Curry is number four at 2,277. Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson is at 21, 1659
1: made. Ooh, this is fun. I like this show. Is this... <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: all right, all right. Let me put my thinking cap on. Uh, does Durant hit threes like that?
0: He's not in the uh, top
1: 25. Uh, JJ Reddick? JJ Reddick is 24th. You're
0: correct. At uh, 1579. How
1: many ma- How many more do I need? I need like 15 or
0: 20 more. There's about 10 in the top 25. You named three of them so far. And I need to
1: name seven more current players. I'm going to say Vince Carter, weirdly enough,
0: since he's been in the league so long. That is correct. You're on the right path for, yeah, and that'll help you get some, unlock some other players. Vince Carter is seventh at 2,100 made. Gotta throw Dirk in there. Dirk is 12th at 1925. You're doing great. Oh, uh, this is fun. All right. Who else is uh who, who else, else has is... been hitting threes for like 18 years?
1: Uh eighteen years. Eighteen years. You know, I know one, my baby mama. That time either.
0: <laughs> one of them it doesn't even feel like he's in the NBA any, anymore. So I'll throw out number 10, Joe Johnson, at 1978. He, I guess he technically hasn't oh, retired. Wow. But he's not on a Interesting. team. ISO I would Joe.
1: never have thought that.
0: Interesting. Uh, another player who was a Nick and won a few, uh, actually, won one championship with LeBron. A
1: uh, current Nick? Uh,
0: no, he was on the Knicks uh, with Melo, and then he won a title with Braun is 11th.
1: It's 11th yeah. and it's someone that you
0: wouldn't think is obvious. Uh no, he, he hits a lot of threes. You just I wouldn't think he's 11th all-time and made threes. JR? That's right. JR Smith at Wow, 1929, 11th all-time.
1: He did have that record uh like two or three years ago for most threes in the quarter. I think he hit eight or nine yeah and then curry i think has smashed it since right
0: yeah another, a
1: lot of people have
0: another uh another lebron teammate for the last four years you know he likes to surround himself with shooters uh so he brought in jr smith and he brought in this guy who was traded this year he's number five all time wait did you just weave a little tail for me this I, did. Other I was trying person- to give you a hint Uh,
1: is he in that same age sort of range?
0: He's an older guy. He's an older gentleman traded from Cleveland this year. Traded from Cleveland this year, man. Yeah.
1: I'm like, am I coming off as not a, a basketball expert? No, like it your just, sometimes game there? it's
0: hard to grab uh, grab the names until I give them to you, and then it feels yeah, very no. obvious. Kyle Corver is who I was looking
1: for. Oh god, that that pisses me off. Actually, <laughs>
0: <laughs> another guy who used to drain buckets for the Knicks uh, in like the mid 2000s when they were awful. Who do you imagine just like jump shot uh, a shot that almost hit the jumbotron swishes. Uh, at an alarming rate, this guy's number six all-time, still playing in the NBA, looks like an 18-year-old still.
1: Looks like, uh, oh, Jamal Crawford. That's right. Good work. I'm uh, uh, pissed about that uh, uh, Kyle Korver thing. Uh,
0: and then we're down to only two active players left, and I'll give you a hint. There are two of perhaps veterans. two of the top five MVP candidates right now. Who would you put in there? <laughs> to the top five James Harden that's right is 15 at eighteen twenty, and one more (sighs) LeBron that's correct yeah Yeah. James (laughs) at number 20 all right
1: I didn't do that poorly you did pretty solid yeah
0: that was that was a good get
1: you know to sort of hype me up for this episode I listened to your what are your previous ones with Adam yeah and I had to Pull my pocket my my phone out of my pocket and make sure it wasn't at one and a half speed <laughs> because I had to turn it on slow. Dude talks a mile a minute. He's, like, his brain Christ. and his love of basketball
0: <laughs> together form a one point five speed um
1: i uh he also plays defense in real life like that almost you know like (laughs) a lot of hand movement it's a lot of hand movement it's sort of like when when you used to do those nba training camps and you used to do the fire feet yeah he's like always (laughs) doing the fire feet
0: or when you're trying to get a steal in nba jam it's just like (laughs) like yeah yeah, yeah. i will give give adam a shout out because he recently broke his ankle playing basketball
1: is that fucking court, that same court that everyone gets hurt on?
0: <laughs> I believe this was an indoor game. Went up for a layup, landed awkwardly on his ankle, and chipped a bone in his foot. So we're wishing uh, him a speedy recovery. Um, and also, much like Adam, Dave, you're a Knicks fan.
1: Yes, I'm a huge Knicks fan. First <laughs> uh, to
0: be a Knicks fan. I got to ask you, to be a Knicks fan. Yes. what is your happiest Knicks memory growing up? Happiest moment as a Knicks fan. I know there's not a lot to choose from, so what do you think? What comes to mind is your happiest Knicks memory?
1: Um, You know, it, it happened before he was on the Knicks, so I don't know if it's a great Knicks memory, but I was excited when he came to the team. Uh-huh. Does that give you any clues or not? <laughs> so,
0: so you were pumped as hell when Carmelo Anthony signed with the Knicks. Oh, no, it was no. traded. No, no,
1: that's not what I'm talking about. No, think a little bit earlier. <laughs> Who's like a real New Yorker? Like a real fucking... (laughs) Who felt like New York? Latrell Sprewell, dude.
0: Your happiest moment is when Sprewell
1: signed with the Knicks. Because a lot of people don't know this. Sprewell previously was on the Golden State Warriors, I believe, with coach P.J. uh, Carlissimo. Carlissimo, And uh, was let go or traded from the team (laughs) because during a practice, (laughs) P.J., Told Latrell that he had to put more mustard on his path, <laughs> like throw it faster and quicker and tighter. And Latrell ran over and choked him.
0: Yeah, he did. He choked him. He choked his coach, yeah. and they traded him to New York. And they're like, this is where you go where people choke their coaches. <laughs> but, but
1: Latrell was a great Knicks player, and he was, like, perfect for that team. Yeah, and he was
0: cool. He had the cornrows, long and lean. The spinners. Remember when Rims,
1: like, MTV Cribs, he had, yeah. like, the spinners, which were a huge thing.
0: He was, it was um, like him and Iverson were around the same era of, like, right, right. yeah, cornrows are now the cool. The cornrows. Right. <laughs> He, Cornrows, remember, you don't see that much anymore, which is interesting. Yeah, I think we're down to Kawhi as the last holdover for Cornrows. <laughs> Brandon Ingram has like some sort of braid situation, right? Like that, but right. not quite Cornrows, right? Right. I remember seeing a picture of PJ Carlisle. Like his neck had welts on it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you for choke sure. someone so hard that, it, that he leaves a red mark a day later? It seems impossible. Well, he, he put some he put some
1: mustard on that choke. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember who they traded him for? I I don't even remember. It was like that period with, like, maybe Charlie Ward got in trouble for some New York anti-Semitism and had... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they sent him to Golden State for literal Sprewell.
1: Right, uh, right. But um, follow up in the comments about that, though, because, uh, you know, we're always looking for engagement here at Buckets, Buckets, Buckets!
0: <laughs> it also sounds like we do need to be fact-checked this episode. You're just... Pulling names out of a hat, Charlie yeah, Ward sure traded and, for Latrell Sprewell. Uh,
1: no, no, that's that's definitely not true. But obviously, my my favorite moment is when Van Gundy ran into the fight. <laughs> so, uh, and, so you, and you just like on.
0: chaos. You like chaotic Knicks moments. My my favorite and main moment of all time
1: is obviously <laughs> um, well, <laughs> Van Gundy holding onto Alonzo Mourning's no, no. shoe. No, no, oh, the that's my, at my the favorite palace? Knicks. So, yeah, the Malice at the Palace is. <laughs> by far the most watched uh nba highlight reel i've ever seen or ever watched it, it's just it's something about that gets me ready for the nba
0: season. <laughs> uh okay t- let's turn the tables what's your saddest knicks memory i know you have a lot to choose from but it's hard because when, uh, when your team is bad it's hard to be sad because your expectations are so low so sure. like what is your saddest moment as a knicks fan
1: you know, it, it really was when they picked up Melo. Like I really liked the team with Gallinari um and like all these players that they had uh and they were just sort of mixing well. I'm trying to remember who else was on that squad. Like uh, even Wilson with Amari. Chandler. Yeah, and Amari was when Amari was there uh, yeah, his before. First year. you know, it was like Amari's team and then when Mello got there it was just too sad like D-list NBA like <laughs> Past, like both, like really only two or three years past their prime, but obviously that that really is all it takes. At least it did. Like you know, you don't realize it was kind of like ten years ago at this point, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, like
0: two thousand nine, two thousand ten.
1: Yeah, I really liked the Stephon Marbury period of the Knicks, but that was only because of like the YouTube videos of him eating Vaseline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you <laughs> really sort of do like, like right, chaos, yeah. Uh, like sort of a retrospect on you know what it takes to be uh, a Knicks star, and
0: yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the Knicks often pride themselves on getting these superstars <laughs> on their way out. When was the last time they had a superstar on the rise? Is it Porzingis? Is like uh, the,
1: yeah, yeah, probably Porzingis, but. They the Knicks have sort of a knack for getting players before they're good and after they're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never quite their prime. Not since Patrick right. Ewing, I think. Uh, Actually,
1: I guess my saddest Knicks moment is um, in New Haven, I went to like one of those celebrity... <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those celebrity home run derbies. Anthony you know? Mason um, pushed you. <laughs> Anthony Mason headbutted me and Charles Oakley <laughs> choked out my dad. <laughs> well Latrell Sprewell. No, I'm I'm getting see I sort of mix the whole mix like nineties to two thousands. Like it's all one big team with like twenty players and fifteen coaches. I actually <laughs> I actually looked this up and I hope I'm not like screwing up your format now, but no, I, I no. wanted to I wanted to um, uh, give you a little bit of trivia. Since Jeff Van Gundy <laughs> left the Knicks in 2001, oh, no. how many
0: coaches have the Knicks had in uh, 17 years? Yeah, uh, is it more than 17? No, no, but fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're guessing a little high, but it is 11, 11, and still, 18 years.
1: Yeah, one every other year ish. And, I'll, and I'm just going to
0: reel them off real quick. Wait, well, let me Don see if Chaney. I can get some. Yeah. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, right. for sure.
0: Uh, Mike Woodson, of course. Yeah, uh, Don Chaney, you mentioned. Uh, yeah, wasn't yeah. Herb Williams one of the coaches? Yeah, he was. Twice that. <laughs> <laughs> I had
1: Twice. to take him out. The, the answer is actually they've had 12 coaches, but only un- <laughs> 11 unique coaches. <laughs> yes, Herb Williams
0: truly is the Grover Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> I love her villains, of so the I New York use, Knicks coaching yeah. tree. Um yeah. Jeff Hornacek of course. <laughs> yep. Uh Derek Fisher, of course. Yeah. Uh current coach David Fisdale, of course. Uh yeah. gosh, who else is there? <laughs> who, who am I missing? Uh
1: you're missing some huge ones, actually. Some of the biggest coaches in NBA history, oddly enough.
0: Wow. Oh, Lenny Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who else is there? You can rattle them off now.
1: Uh, Larry Brown, yeah, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh my
0: God, yeah, Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Shit, he was there for the
1: I don't even remember that. <laughs> you were <laughs> asleep
0: <laughs> during his reign. He was eleven of ninety-one.
1: Yeah, uh, same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Herb Williams. Now I'm looking was coached uh, seven times. Whenever right. they fired someone, they brought in Herb Williams to finish the season off. <laughs> <laughs> his middle name is Interim. They're
1: paying him the veteran salary, or I guess that would be good for a coach.
0: Let's take a quick break to talk about SeatGeek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. That's why I use SeatGeek. It's the best way to go. It pulls, it pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for the price you're willing to pay. I personally use SeatGeek to watch uh, Laker games this year, and you can go see any team you want uh, by downloading the app and then using promo code BUCKETS for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So this is what you do. You download that app, okay, then you put in the promo code BUCKETS, and that'll give you the $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Purchase. It's not just for basketball. It's for any sport, most concerts and comedy, uh, theater, Broadway, plays, wherever you want to go. Uh, download the SeatGeek app, use promo code buckets and save 10 bucks off your purchase. Thanks, SeatGeek. Uh, so fast forward to today, how does this season rank amongst, like, the miasma, the the blur that is the mediocrity <laughs> of 1997 to two thousand and four. That's enough, actually. <laughs> That'll,
1: 1997, try, like, 1967. <laughs> yeah. The Knicks in the 90s weren't even good. It was only when Jordan was, like, covering for his dad's murder that they ended up getting anywhere in the NBA playoffs. Yeah,
0: but they still played. They were competitive with the Bulls, which is as close as you can get in the East.
1: It, they were as competitive as Jordan wanted them to be. Uh, I think he was sort of the type of guy that liked to put on a show in New York. Uh, don't but they always all. won. Yeah, that's the hardest um, part
0: about being a Knicks fan is that you don't get like like if you're a bad team in Memphis a team will right. come in and sort of like lay an egg occasionally because who, <laughs> yeah. who gives a shit about playing in Memphis? Right, the bad right. thing about being a bad team in New York is like everyone wants to perform well in front of Spike Lee and MSG. So like right, you're right. getting a team's best effort even though your team isn't that good.
1: Yeah, but I, you hope that as your home team that that emboldens and emblazons the home team no. to want to win.
0: No right, blaze, so no, no blaze, no bold. Uh, no, how, how does um, this season rank? Are you into it? Are you bored? Are you tanking? Are you, what do you, what well, are you there's
1: thinking? a, there's a, there's a lot of things happening right now. One is I'm always very optimistic about the Knicks. I don't know why, but You're uh, brainwashed I am for some reason. Yeah. Like brainwashed almost, um, from a young age with apparel, right? You got to get kids in these types of sports early. Right. And that is sort of a, right. It is sort of,
0: um, uh, you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um well I want to say it's a, it's genetic but you have an identical twin who's not a Knicks fan. So it must no, be No, he's actually nurturer. a Bulls fan. Yeah, how did Bulls that happen. Fan. How do two identical was, twins grow up in <laughs> because, New Haven, Connecticut and one become a Knicks fan and one become a Bulls fan?
1: Well, because obviously when you're twins you want to be unique and it's Jordan, right? It's I a rivalry. Pit- and also Michael Jordan, which is like the the heyday of our youth was like. So why
0: did he choose Jordan and you get stuck with uh, Hubert Davis? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Derek Harper? Does not do it for you? Derek Harper, ex Laker, Derek Harper. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who chose who first? Did you become a Knicks fan and then he's like, "Fuck you, I like Jordan." Or did he was he a Jordan fan? He said, "Fuck you, I like the Knicks."
1: I think our older brother was a Knicks fan and a Jordan fan. So wow. like we we just chose, you know, we had to choose one or the other. Um,
0: a custom I mean, I'm Knicks, happy I chose the Knicks. A custom Knicks Michael Jordan 55 jersey would be pretty fun. A
1: custom.
0: <laughs> so it's a Knicks wait. jersey, number 55, but it's Jordan. So like it's sort of like an homage to the double nickel he put up at MSG. <laughs> so you can wear it as a Jordan fan and a Knicks fan. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm sure you could get that made at the NBA store. Yeah, they, tell people it's a DeAndre Jordan fan fiction you're <laughs> writing. Uh, um, so right now, this in this season, you started well, well, off yeah, optimistic. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah because uh, and I'm still optimistic. Like, obviously,
0: they're like one
1: of the worst five teams in the league. That's right. But like I'm
0: ob- ten and thirty at the time of writing, or at the time but of recording.
1: Right, but they're also the youngest team in the NBA, and um, like all their players aren't. Like, I like all their players. I like the attitude, if that makes sense. Like, you can tell when players are slacking off on defense versus just missing shots, right? I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem when teams miss shots. I have problems when teams turn the ball over a lot and don't play hard defense or don't rebound. Like, I love Cantor. You Know when Porzingis comes back next year, the team's going to be great, like, and they're going to get a top five draft pick. And then you start talking about Zion coming next year and maybe Kevin Durant coming the year after that. And, that's and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, the Twin Towers are back in New York with KT and KD, baby, <laughs> the slim reefer and the unicorn transforming into one with Zion running the point. So Come that's, on, dude. That's-
0: That's not that's not out of the realm of possibility. And not only is it not out of the realm, but like it's, you know, a higher than I would say 10 percent chance right now because KD sort of has indicated that he wants to leave. The Knicks are going to have because, you know, the NBA draft smoothing, like they're going to have as good a chance as any at the number one pick. Uh, And Porzingis will, in theory, be back from his ACL injury. This could all happen more faster than you think.
1: Right, so timing is everything with these types of things. Right? The, KD's contract is up uh, when? Like, uh, do you know this kind of shit? I, I don't. Yeah, so he really signed a one kind of plus stuff.
0: one, basically signed a one year deal for this year and then a, a player option for the next year that he'll probably opt out of, and it's looking like he will leave. I don't know if it's looking like he will leave to the Knicks, but it makes a lot of sense for me just because he wants to, you know. Shed that snake uh, reputation where it's like, yeah, you don't think I can win by myself? Well, check this out. I'll go to this shitty ass team.
1: Right, right. Which would be a a, a total dream for me. Yeah, um, you know, there there's nothing I would love more than seeing the Knicks really even make the playoffs. All right, I'm when when the Knicks make the playoffs, I'm a happy go lucky person because in the last 15 years, I think they've been there three times or four times, and they've lost in the first round uh three out of those four times yeah, so it's pretty brutal
0: year so
1: they had one good year where they were like close to beating the celtics on the first round and then jr smith <laughs> elbowed someone in the face and <laughs> I, I forget who it was but i love jr though he was he's probably my second or third favorite nick it goes latrell Sprewell, define marbury and uh, maybe actually Novak, huge Novak fan.
0: Double uh, the Novakin. Yeah. The um, <laughs> I'm surprised he's not on this list of top twenty five all time right. three point mage. mage uh, he had a pretty shop. short career, I think, in terms of getting playtime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so of the youngsters, there is something optimistic about rooting for a team that's bad because they're not there yet. It's kind of like I was rooting for the Lakers for the last three years, waiting for like Ingram and ball and D'Angelo rather than like seeing a team of like stars on the decline where you're like, this is not going to get better. It has to get worse before it gets better with the Knicks (laughs) that feel like it might get better before it gets worse.
1: Yeah. I mean, in essence, like I, you know, I, I just want a team where they're not trading three or four players every year. It's like, it just becomes not fun to watch because you don't get to grow with the team at all.
0: Yeah. Um, so of the youngsters, we're looking at Mitchell Robinson, Trey Burke, Kevin Knox, Frankie Nilakina, Emudié. Ron Baker's gone. Who of those guys do you like the most? Alonzo Trier? Yeah,
1: um, Kevin Knox is by, uh, by far my, like, number one dude. Uh, I think he has, like, a lot of potential to be... Um, like a Rudy Gay type of player, but even maybe a little bit better—a
0: bigger, stronger small forward type.
1: Yeah, and I mean he's like 19 years old. It's just so crazy.
0: Yeah, teenager. A gosh, darn I, teenager.
1: I actually have a, a couple of theories. I don't know if there's like really a format to this show, but uh, I, I wrote like a little blurb that I thought you might be interested. In that kind of segues into like you wrote a blurb. Of, yeah, because I wanted to come. This is me talking about like the. <laughs> the future of the NBA. Got and it. Like, so the, have, you,
0: you wrote a little op-ed that you want to read on buckets right now as a kind of like an oral essay.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like a ton pitch too, though, essentially like oh. a lot of cross
0: promoting. I like you know? that. Shout out to Headgum podcast, twin Okay. What do you got? What's um, the worst part about being a Knicks fan? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Is it I'm the infinite on saying... <laughs> that I feel on we <laughs> it's a word for like a general sadness.
1: It's a French word?
0: <laughs> it has French origins, but it's an English word. It's one word or it's like a two-word thing? I believe it's one word, E-N-N-U-I.
1: Oh, I've always wondered how you pronounce that. Yeah. I've seen it in books and on the internet and stuff.
0: I hope I'm right so. now that you call me out on it.
1: <laughs> uh I'm sure you are. But, you know, just like... I'm I'm thinking like what the NBA looks like in 15 or 20 years. And it kind of gets me excited, right? Because essentially it's going to be like a bunch of, you know, seven foot four stretch threes <laughs> who can like, it's going to be a bunch of like Durant's and Giannis's and KP's and it's going to, it's going to be like Space Jam and the Monstars. Like oh, it cool. really will be. And I, and I was thinking, I, you know, I started to be on this train of thought. I was like, you're talking about 7 billion people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Right now. 2030 let's call it 9 billion that's only 10 11 years away if, mm-hmm. if my math is correct
0: <laughs> um, um okay general population
1: yeah yeah so and you're a numbers guy so i was trying to break it down i'm like so let's talk males between the ages of you know let's narrow it between the ages of 15 and 25 right
0: uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. who are who are above six eleven? yeah right yeah and and, you know, how many people do you think that is? And the the thing is, like, those people have always existed, but the NBA has, has grown so much within the last... 20 or 30 years uh, in the last 10 years alone that people don't realize like the crazy amounts of money that these players are making it's insane right it's like wild it's like better than winning the lottery right and so we've seen like the european influsion is that a word influsion yeah it's an influence and inclusion hybrid (laughs) a portmanteau of sorts Uh, but infusion (laughs) as well so it's actually combining three words nice um triple entendre and so, you know, Latin America is coming through, but I, I think like once you open up the Asian markets and Africa and even the Eastern Europeans, yeah. like all of a sudden, I think the league looks a lot less American. And like, I mean, it already is, but I mean, it's going to be awesome. I think they're going to have to make the court bigger because these guys are gonna be so huge.
0: <laughs> yes, they can't shoot corner three because everyone's a size 38 shoe. You're just yeah. describing <laughs> hyper evolution where people are just eight foot nine in 20 years. But not only that. Not only that. I I was going to say that uh, social media is making it even more relevant. Now you're discovering like seven foot six inch, fifteen year olds like Taco Fall on Overtimes Instagram page. You're like, who the hell are these like Minute Bowl seventh graders that can dunk without jumping?
1: Minute ball from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Well, not from obviously, (laughs) but at least he died there. (laughs) No, but I uh, I played a little high school basketball and. uh, so the high school that he went to was Bridgeport, Connecticut, and they had this huge sticker of him on the wall, uh, which oh, was a lot size. of fun as a kid. Yeah, actual size with That's a ruler cool. and whatnot. That's cool. Um, uh, but did you read that story about him about how he might have been like forty-five or fifty years old playing in the league? Cause no. no one knew how old he. Is. No.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, that that kind of stuff is still happening today with like Thon Maker. Everyone's like, is he nineteen or twenty-four? Can we really have to know before we draft him? He is seven right. foot two and plays like a gazelle, but we' not, we're not really sure how old he is.
1: I think it's a bit unfair that like a great twenty six year old player can't get as much credit as like a nineteen or twenty year old player it's It's kind of annoying, and I think you see the g league is like that where it's older players and it, you know i think i think it's a little insane to be having so many young players on a roster when there's like a lot of other people that have played d1 for four years
0: yeah you, like, you, and you notice it very quickly like a, a player the Lakers had super young players for the last like two three four years as they just draft and they're benching all their like veterans because they want to you know one give these young guys reps and two um make sure that these uh that they're losing games like we don't mind <laughs> D'Angelo Russell playing as a 19 year old because like he'll get better faster and we'll lose games in the process but then, like, you slotted, like, a 26-year-old, and it's like, wow, these guys are, like, men among boys. Like, even KCP seems so much older than, like, the super, the super youngsters. Yeah, and what's he, like, 26? Yeah, he's, like, 24, 25, but it's just, like, yeah, the yeah. difference between a man and a teenager, literally a right. teenager. It's uh, like
1: armpit hair and, like, arms. <laughs>
0: it's also, like, defensive ability. They're not just, like, it's. they're not developed. They're, they're not stout. Right. Um,
1: that's the perfect word actually yeah they don't have that Derek Fisher center of gravity <laughs> yet know?
0: yet that was another four-year college player we came in like what would he look have looked like as an 18 year old I don't know
1: right he probably would have been 120 pounds right like he would have been so tiny soaking wet all Right, yeah. um he's actually one of my favorite players of all time
0: yeah Fisher great player not a not a great coach yet
1: yet <laughs> I didn't uh, mind him <laughs>
0: Uh, what are your thoughts on Zion? Are you salivating for him? Are you okay with any of the other Duke guys, or do you want this kid?
1: I'm a Duke
0: fan. Um, They're playing right now? So, in. like,
1: first and foremost, like, I'm a Knicks-Duke guy, so that would
0: be... Oh, even before like, Zion, really... you were a Duke fan.
1: Yeah, I was a Duke fan um, during... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the earliest people that... Um, I guess it Christian would Leder. be... After. No, that was... a. Yeah, that was a little bit too early. Health I guess brand? it would, uh, even a little bit earlier than that. I'm trying to think of, um, I'm a little brain dead right now.
0: Um, Chris Duhon
1: wasn't he a Yeah, it? like Jay Williams, uh, sort of around that era, Yeah, around
0: like 99, 2000.
1: Yeah, yeah. How and many who, Duke
0: I players played for the Knicks? That's another good game we could play. Oh, Duke, I'm Knicks. Duke Knicks. <laughs> Chris um, Duhan was one of them, right? Yeah, he was. He uh, the they've Knicks.
1: had so many point guards. Did Elton Brand um, play for the Knicks? I think he did.
0: That makes sense. Everybody played for the Knicks, so it's a little easy to play that game. Shane right, Battier. They... No, <laughs> I don't think he was on the Knicks. Uh,
1: Boozer? He...
0: No, he was never on the Knicks.
1: <laughs> Everybody what? was on the Knicks for at least 20 games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who's who's the dude that played for Golden State and his dad's a coach? Uh, the the white dude that could hit threes. <laughs>
0: like On now duke. or no the guy from ago.
1: duke and it, no uh he probably just retired oh mike recently. dunleavy yeah dunleavy uh that was sort of the error yeah of when like. i was a fan because <laughs> people used to say i looked like him in high school so it kind of <laughs> it kind of made me a duke fan for some reason you
0: truly were the mike dunleavy jr of hamden hall
1: <laughs> but I, I definitely should have been a yukon fan because i'm from connecticut and you, obviously yeah there, what the hell happened there that, that's the annoying thing like yeah i just don't i don't get to choose right i guess you don't get to. Ch- <laughs> that's how you know you're a sports fan is when you never have the choice
0: it's funny because it's completely illogical you're just you're watching some 12 other uh, athletes play a game three thousand right. miles away and you're letting it affect you you're in a guess, box three thousand miles yeah. away and you're happy or sad based on if the ball went in seven seconds ago and you find out about it
1: Well, I mean, don't, you don't have to get that deep with it. I think it's more of like, you know, the, the, the outfit that I wore to fourth grade every day, I had four rotating outfits and they were NYX like jumpsuits, like, like the starter branded jumpsuits. So it was just like, it was sort of ingrained in your personality just because you associated yourself with like a brand. Yeah. But a brand that involves discipline, uh, uh, Studious behavior oh, so athleticism. a little
0: positive influence on you
1: I, I think playing sports as kids is obviously exercising is always a good thing, yeah, so teamwork you
0: know, camaraderie uh
1: the Knickerbockers you know a lot of people you know I'm sure all your fans know the Knicks were actually one of two teams the Celtics is the only other team I think of the original to never change cities oh, which is kind of cool
0: that is kind of yeah. cool thanks for that yeah. little bit of trivia, yeah. If you could, do you think, I guess, one, is it possible? Do you think people are getting hypnotized to, like, change their smoking habits? you think you could get hypnotized to become a different fan? And would you do that? Would you undergo a lobotomy to become, like, an Oklahoma City Thunder fan or something?
1: No, not at all. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't not trade for anything second. for the world. Well, I want to be able to go to the games first and foremost, right? So you could like, be a Nets fan. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I seriously did try during the Kenya Martin, Jason Kidd (laughs) years, Keith Van Horn, Kerry Kittles. You know, I like that team Jay Williams before he killed someone. Um,
0: (laughs) And then a little bit after he did.
1: Right. Um, Kendall Gill. Is Kendall Gill in the house? Was he on that squad?
0: Kendall the Thrill Gill.
1: Yeah. and I tried to like them. I just didn't. Maybe it's like the colors, you know, yeah, you just it's... sort of get attached to the colors, like a baby who likes red over green or something. Orange and blue, blue. and
0: orange. Yeah, That's a very unique color scheme. I guess the men, it is it too,
1: but so sort of the Lakers yellow and purple, you know, Yeah, really purple and
0: gold is pretty cool. Um, so it's
1: sort of iconic in that sense.
0: Uh, I haven't recorded an episode in about two weeks. Holidays got I in the saw way. That. Yeah. Um, and so much has changed in the landscape. You know, the story is constantly being written, change evolving. I wanted to bring up two news things that we haven't touched upon on this podcast. Maybe you can weigh in a little bit. Number one is. Uh, Tom Thibodeau getting fired as the president and head coach of the Timberwolves, who are not doing that poorly and had just won a game. Have you ever seen that before? Where you beat a team by 22, the the owner comes into the box and is like, all right, good work. You are fired, though. You have to go now, though. Uh, were you shocked by that?
1: Nah, I mean, the, the Knicks had 11 coaches in the last 17 <laughs> years. Like, You've I seen them really after wins, it.
0: losses,
1: ties. Uh, I, I will say, and I want to go on record as saying this, uh, where I think out of all sports, the basketball coach is the least important of the sports coaches out
0: Wow, there. that's a really interesting take. Okay, let's go. I only really know about football. Why do you think the football coach is more important than the basketball coach?
1: Um, I, I mean, I tend to think coaches in general aren't that important, so I want to also go on the record as saying that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, f- f- football probably is easy too. I don't know. You're just like the quarterback throws it well or he doesn't. Like I don't fucking know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the problem was the quarterback didn't throw it good. You guys need a better coach to teach him how to throw the ball right to the other guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. Does the no offensive coordinator like? I, I I think the trainer. Here's what I'll say. I think the trainers on a team are a lot more important than the coaches. Like well, the strength trainers yeah. and like the. Physical rehab or
0: whatever? Well, well, a lot of people don't quite, like when you think of coach, you think of strategy, but a lot of people don't think of player development. Like there's a reason every team that's like successful, quote unquote, drafted well, and it might not be because they are picking out the best players. It might be because they're teaching those players how to play the best way.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why you'll have, like, Hakeem come in and teach someone how to do a hook shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, like, there's, like, shooting coaches on some teams, and, like, the Spurs always draft well. Do they draft well, or is it, like, you turn Danny Green from a second-round draft pick who was waived by the Cleveland Cavaliers into, like, this perennial almost all-star?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, those are just outliers, and that happens with, like, literally everything in life, like... I don't think you can, like, like. why is Steph Curry so much better than his fucking brother? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: well, look at you and your brother. So it starts to add up when you start looking at real-life examples. Like, Jeff is uh, amazing. He's a physical specimen. And then there's, well, there's you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive or put you down in any way. You, you, understand. Like, you would agree with that, right?
1: Well, I'm the physical <laughs> specimen in this scenario, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Anyway, uh, but what I was why
1: pict- is physical <laughs> specimen like a compliment? It seems like such a weird scientific thing to
0: say. A yeah. Specimen, yeah. Well, Zion Williamson I, is a real physical specimen. Jeff,
1: Jeff is a little uh, string bean, spaghetti arms.
0: Yeah, but thin is in. Are you
1: tired? Oh man, no, I'm Look thin at- now. I've been depressed for the last six months so I lost a ton of weight (laughs) I'm actually starting this new ebook diet it's called Depression and Anxiety How to Lose 30 Pounds by Not Eating
0: that's how Markel Fultz is keeping skinny I hear (laughs) love that (laughs) Um, but there are players that like there's no reason to think that a player is is who he is at age 19 like from age 19 to 26 you can also work on your game and it depends on the teachers that are teaching you these skills whether or not you're going to be getting better
1: Yeah, I mean, I also don't know how, like, at the end of the day, like, teachers are great and everything, but, you know, it's like Kobe had that work ethic. It's, you know, it kind of comes down to work ethic more than, like, who your coaches are, like, you know, and and these days people have, right, like, what does LeBron spend $200,000 a year on rehabilitation? Like, you know, what if... Yeah, I would guess higher, too. But like, you know, I'm sure Carl Malone was sitting in a fucking bathtub full of ice cubes like everyone was up until, (laughs) you know, 15 years ago,
0: right? Yeah, or like wearing like flat top Converse shoes in like the 70s. Like that couldn't have been good for your feet.
1: Yeah, now people are like in cryogenic chambers getting their (laughs) life. Sleeping in Denver in the (laughs) off-season. Yeah, like sleeping at like low uh, altitude levels and getting like face creams and stuff. Or
0: platelet-rich, like where they take the blood out of your knees, spin it around and inject it back (laughs) in. I don't think uh, anybody was doing that in 1956. Uh, the, The Tibbs firing does not surprise you. No, well, who gives a fuck? That's an interesting take. I never thought of it that way. What about James Harden firing on all uh cylinders right now? We're talking about the Tibbs firing and James Harden firing. Um he seemingly can't be stopped and depending on whether he's playing your team or you're rooting for him, it it's either the most amazing thing or the most annoying thing to watch. Where do you land on the James Harden thing?
1: Two things, like one, he's traveling. I, I don't understand this. He's traveling a lot.
0: <laughs> Obviously people. You people mean to talk the games about- or in the game. No,
1: he's traveling before he shoots a lot of these shots. It's insane. And, and then uh, the second thing is the way he's doing these fouls where he's sweeping his arms across, I don't understand how that's a foul. If you're, if you're moving into someone, it's who's ever there first. Why are you allowed to jump and swing your arms? I don't understand why that's a foul, and it drives me nuts. And yeah. that's like... His entire game, it's Steph Curry's entire game now. It's so many players' game and it's like not fun to watch. It slows down the game. Like no one wants to watch foul shots. It's fucking so dumb. And I think that I think the NBA is promoting it because you know more fouls slows the game down, more commercials, more brand time, more ad time, more ad revenue. It's all cycle. Check out my new ebook, "The Art of the Steel by Dave Rosenberg. Uh, You can check it out on our Patreon. Bradley feel <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> uh the traveling doesn't bother me because like you say it keeps the game moving and it's like an exciting thing to see and talk about it is the fouls that are annoying that it's worse than the 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 rake across the the reaching his arm out is the pump fake and then jumping completely sideways into an opponent that's flying by you like it's right. easy to see that that's not a natural shooting motion or but why?
1: I don't even understand why it needs to be an actual shooting motion. If someone is flying towards you, and then you jump into them, you're jumping into the direction that <laughs> that defensive person was already moving in. Yeah.
0: So I don't,
1: under, I don't understand that. I'll <laughs> never understand that. And to me, it's one of the only things that's ruining the game right now because it's so fast-paced. That shot clock rule was the best rule they've had in the NBA since the three-point line. Which rule? I'm sure it's the shot clock resetting to only 14 seconds yeah
0: that's been speeding up the games as well you see houston's like first of all harden's averaging like 15 to 23s a game and houston is shooting more threes than two now basically every game
1: yeah i mean statistically i think that's what you should be doing
0: yeah they, they've analyticized the entire process down to like literally just shoot threes and layups because you're shooting <laughs> well 38 percent, and that's worthwhile
1: yeah, but uh, unfortunately, uh, that's also what forced them not to be the Western Conference champions last year.
0: Yeah, because you know you live by they the three, you play. die by the three. There's I no mean, plan B. I mean, they blew B.
1: that series. I feel like people don't talk about that enough. They like totally blew that series, and everyone's like the Warriors are the best team of all time. They like lost because this, <laughs> the this team went dumb through some team. weird tanking well, this I mean, they lost Chris Paul for starters, and then they just, they only shoot threes for two straight games. I mean, it's obviously they're, it's just like Golden State's, everyone says it's the best team ever. They
0: they could have easily lost in six games to the Rockets. Yeah, they were also not favored to win like game seven, I think late in the second quarter, the Rockets were up by like 15, 16, 17 points.
1: Obviously, they're the best team, but like that Rockets team, I—I I, like, I don't think, they're going to do shit in the playoffs this
0: year uh, i don't know they're starting to they're starting to do their rockets thing again which is make a shit ton of threes and defend enough to win uh but
1: who did they trade though they traded one of the guys that i really liked that yeah, i felt they like i needed
0: they got of Ariza reason they got rid of, of baamute ariza
1: yeah ariza was sort of a key player like a tall guy that can rebound and hit threes which yeah, i think they're they're sorely missing
0: yeah yeah um I wanted to talk a little bit before you go.
1: Uh, Where am I going? I thought we were doing a double episode. (laughs) This is a double episode.
0: Two two 24-minute episodes. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about our newfound love for Daily Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Um, So this is an ad, no? (laughs) It's not an ad because they're not paying me yet. But uh, a friend turned me on to FanDuel. I've been trying to recruit my friends to start uh, a Daily Fantasy mini-group where five of us are pitted up against each other. Not necessarily the same five people every day, but five people buy in for $5, create your squad, and, you know, enjoy the games. And you've been loving it, right?
1: Yes, I have been loving it. Uh, Can I ask you a a very personal question, though? Do you use, like, the the one that can sort of the smart picking where it shows you who to pick who's the best matchup who's the best value
0: no i do not i should but have, i don't have I've, you
1: checked but you've checked that out
0: though or not i the first time i tried it just trying it out like it seemed like i couldn't avoid the picks helper guru guy and now it's i don't know how to find him again so i just do it my own
1: And can I ask you, like, how big can a league be? If, like, a bunch of people join, would we all play in the league with them or not? So let me just
0: briefly describe it for people who are not entirely sure what we're talking about. We use FanDuel. You basically—they give you 60,000 fake bucks, and you— Uh, fill out your roster of nine players and your top eight performers uh, are counted against your total score you get a point for every point like a point and a half for every rebound 1.2 points for every assist three points for every steal or block and negative one for every turnover it basically homogenizes all these stats into like one output where a good game is like don't use big words like homogenize (laughs) sorry about that just
1: say it's it's like fantasy basketball that you play every day, and it starts that day and it ends that day. That's true. So you're not you're not playing for ten months. You're choosing whether or not you want to play on Tuesday. I don't feel like playing Wednesday. Yeah, you play can basically, you pick
0: and choose when you want to play. But you also don't have yeah. to worry about efficiency, like with regular fantasy basketball where we you're dealing with if Like free throw percentage, field goal percentage, assist, assist to turnover ratio, triple doubles, total points. It's sort of simplified. It's the closest thing to fantasy football as a fantasy basketball. Uh, well, the
1: easiest thing to do is to just download the app because it's actually a pretty good sports app in general. And I think you can just play for free before you put any like, you know. Yeah, build if you a want a to like, just
0: to see how it is. But it's.
1: Yeah. But I think they have free offers all the time, too, for like things that you can do if you just sign up.
0: Yeah. Free roll. I should, I should really get them to sponsor this podcast because we've already been ranting and raving about them anyway. Um,
1: I think it's, it's helped me learn about like, it's like where I go now to see player stats, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So,
0: like, you're more concerned with their FanDuel stats than their actual stats.
1: Well, I want to know like, FanDuel is like, so essentially FanDuel puts a price on each athlete that's like in real time, so it's always changing based on their previous performance, and it's sort of a great way to gauge how players are doing in general. If you know Anthony Davis's $13,000 this week, and fifteen thousand dollars
0: next week you know it's because he just had a huge game oh interesting so it's almost like a, a mini stock market within the system yeah yeah it's very much like a stock market and then like you see some players like wow pascal siakam is like at eight thousand like i didn't really think of him as like two-thirds of an anthony davis but i guess he has been playing really well
1: yeah so it sort of uh helps grow your knowledge on like those mid-tier players who yeah. are like the the 5, 6, and 7s on a team that you right. never really know.
0: Yeah. Because
1: um, that's how you win on the 5, 6, and 7s. Yeah, you want to get
0: good value on, like, the sleeper picks.
1: Right, right. So you're, you're learning a lot of players just because I can't stay up and watch all these games because these West Coast games end at, like... <laughs> <laughs> two in the morning so i i don't know anyone who plays on the denver nuggets and i re- <laughs> and i refuse to learn even and though they're even they're a like mountain that mountain time yeah.
0: team imagine if you started drafting sacramento kings
1: oh real nice you you're real smarmy you know that
0: <laughs> and it also helps you know like they say let's make it interesting like suddenly you're watching a king's magic game with rooting interest because you have uh, i don't know fucking justin jackson on your roster
1: Right, and and just to talk like the the money, the dollars for any of you uh, gambling addicts out there, um, uh, if five people played and everyone put in five bucks, I think the winner gets like uh,
0: 15, fifteen,
1: fifteen, yeah, and then yeah, fifteen, and second place gets like seven and a half,
0: yeah. So and and it's kind of fun. Five percent,
1: yeah, um, but it's cool. It's worth
0: it. Yeah, it's like a low-stakes kind of semi-interesting way to keep uh, tabs keep on. Keep in basketball. touch with friends, too. That's true. There is a chat within the chat. Uh, and I find it more like uh, it's kind of like the instant uh, gratification. It's locker more... room
1: talk, right? I'm here. It's locker room <laughs> talk in there.
0: <laughs> we keep huh? it PG-rated. Paul George-rated, I should say. <laughs> Ooh, uh, so Point guard-rated. If you're looking for a way to like... If you're like... It's it's a good way of like... Paul all rated Very good. If your fantasy team is like... Injured, or like everything is taking way too long in the fantasy world, or you haven't even done fantasy basketball, it's a good way to get into it. Um, So, shout out to FanDuel. And since they're not sponsoring us, I'm sure there's a bunch of other apps that do the exact same thing. What's DraftKings about?
1: Oh, interesting. (laughs) You're (laughs) pitting, you're betting uh, the two betting companies against each other. It's kind of wild, though. um, How, uh, when did this become like a thing that they were allowed to do? Over the like very recent.
0: Yeah, I think like five or six years ago, uh, they would, like, burst onto the scene and they realized, holy shit, we're just, like, printing $2 with every, like, 10 people we make. Uh, if right. they take a rake, they don't care who wins or loses.
1: Uh, yeah, their platform is entirely, like, <laughs> scalable, like we like to talk in the marketing That's world, right. the business world. But For so any of you idea people out there, innovation podcast <laughs> is, really, is really hitting its stride with season five now. We're in psycho season, we're calling it.
0: Well, I'm glad you could go straight to the plugs because we are uh, out of basketball time. But yeah, what what do you want to promote now that you're here? Now that you're talking to our audience, where can people? Find I guess, you? I,
1: uh, well, it doesn't matter where you can find me. You can find my merch in the slot <laughs> shop, folks. All right?
0: Catch us in the FanDuel chat.
1: How about that? <laughs> I, I don't even want you to listen to the podcast. I want you to go straight to the merch store. All right. <laughs> on the back, there will be a QR code, and you can scan in to listen to some episodes on HeadGum, Spotify, Google Play, like whatever that. you really like to listen to. We're all about QR codes in the Twinnovation Nation. We're bringing them back slowly but steady. <laughs> so stay scheming and stay dreaming.
0: Yeah, it's, not the, it's not the end of uh, Twinnovation. Buckets b- goes b- b- on. B- <laughs>
1: beef of the week. Uh,
0: David, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for talking shop.
1: All right. I'm happy to finish up part one. I can't wait for part two. I'll grab some whole milk and I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I can see the entire gallon behind you. Yeah, yeah the
1: microwave just went <laughs> off, so it should be, uh, should be a little steamy right now.
0: Room temp just the way I like it. <laughs> no, uh, I like it to be pre-boil, I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll be back uh, next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.